Homecoming Queen. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so why are they home? Um, why are they homecoming? I it, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I know. I know it's like on the kings as well. Yeah, um, homecoming king and queen. Yeah, unusually romantic couple. Yeah, but what I don't know is why. Why it's homecoming? Who's coming home? What's, what's homecoming? Going on? Well, according to the definition, as listed officially by Google, specifically a North American phrase, it yeah. means a reunion of former students of a university, college, or high school. No, that's not no, right. that's that's not it because it, it, it's it's like a current high school yeah. student. Like, well, it's so, at the end of the year, isn't it? I guess like is yeah, it a reunion not, of people no, coming it's, it's to the end. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not, not a reunion though. It's it happens during school. During school. Well, another yeah. hashtag Google again for fuck's sake. <laughs> a prom queen or homecoming queen is a young woman who is elected to be, as the name suggests, queen of the prom. The prom queen is usually chosen by a ballot by her fellow students. They both have a prom king and queen dance to celebrate their selection. Good yes. for the prom king and queen, but. That's not a homecoming queen. Home queen. Oh, it I, just says a homecoming queen is. You can't just say but it's no, not. I, I, it's I, not. I know. I know yeah. what a prom king and queen is. Well, hashtag just, Graham, tell us for fuck's sake. You've just told us. All I don't know is why they're called homecoming when nobody goes anywhere and comes back seemingly. That's all I want to know. And you've told me nothing. <laughs> Because it's not a homecoming, like 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 you said, and then you said a prom queen is voted the queen of the prom. It's like, yeah, well, that makes fucking logical sense. Good for the prom queen, I mean, but that it, doesn't seem to be what a homecoming right, queen is. That's what we're on about. Yeah, why is that dance called homecoming? That that that's or or, or why is the queen of that called homecoming? Like that's all I want to know. Well, another uh, definition of homecoming comes from the Fine Folk Urban Dictionary, and they say. Uh, a homecoming is a meaningless football game followed by a clothed orgy containing mostly lower classmen. That, that makes more sense. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. It still doesn't make why they call it homecoming, but hashtag Google for fuck's sake, but don't take Google's answers, go to another website. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's no deal. I wish I never asked. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three shrunken and shriveled schmucks review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, your shrunken captain for this shriveled adventure, and I'm joined by two schmucks who I like to call my schmestish friends. <laughs> First of all, it's Mr. Graham Riley. Ahoy there, Graham. Ahoy, chum. It's good to be here to discuss a, a gross episode. It is gross, but it's... Extremely creative, and not just because Mrs. Quick said it. Oh no, no, that not 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 Mrs. Mary Gross. No, um, but yeah, it was a good episode. Also reminded me of that that Magic School Bus episode where they go inside a poor old uh, Arnold. Oh, of course, yes. And they get out of him by him sneezing. They do, yeah. Um, it's a good job they weren't trapped in Salem, otherwise they'll have to come out another way. Oh well, uh, it's a shame we didn't get that. <laughs> and another one that we're joined by is our first mate, once again, it's Mr Chris Evans. Hello Chris! Oh my god, I've been promoted, I'm now the first mate! I was I was the cabin boy last you were, week. You were the captain boy. Captain, captain boy. boy. <laughs> you were the captain's boy. You were, you were the captain boy, so you've been demoted. Now I've been demoted, great, wonderful. So, yeah. But, Cheers, uh, how yeah. are you? How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I've been promoted, demoted, all in the space of ten seconds, all of it. Exactly, exactly. Did you enjoy this episode? Of course I did, yeah, yeah. It was uh, 
Very intriguing. It was. It was a bit scientific, a little bit medical, and a hell of a lot of madness. Yeah. Because uh, in this episode, and you might remember, it's called Nobody Knows Libby like Sabrina knows Libby. And one of those words was spelt N-O-S-E. Which you didn't give us that information. Well, I wanted to see what you'd come up with first. And uh, it created... Um, a, a hilarious backtracking of a previous idea. That's why I didn't do it. Uh, but in this episode, uh, she's got nose in the title because uh, Sabrina and Salem travel through Libby's nose and into her brain. By what means, chaps? The uh, Epsilon 3. Which is... The first spacecraft that landed in the mortal realm. From the other realm, indeed. But yeah, so this was, as you said, very Osmosis Jones, very uh, the magic school bus, uh, because they travel through a sort of a shrunken and shriveled magic spaceship, um, yeah, into Libby's nose, and they camp out in a brain for a little bit, which is gross, as uh, Graham said. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, really something to uh, behold. Yeah, and I think this is the first time I've been... Well, it's not the first time I've been flabbergasted by the show's uh, sort of sets, but in because but they've been setting somewhere that's quite uh, magical or, or a real town, whereas this one is just a completely constructed set to make it look like the inside of her head. Yeah, around her brain with lots of gooey dripping things and. You know what it reminded me of, and I don't know who of you two can relate to this because I don't know if you went to this short-lived uh, attraction, the Millennium Dome. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, I didn't go there. In the Millennium Dome, they had a. It's like the only thing that was like any good in there <laughs> was that they had a, a giant human body, and you could you could walk all through it and see all the all the, all the gooey goings on. Ooh, so the things dripping. Yeah. From it. Oh wow. Yeah. Whereas our last episode was uh, very zany, but uh, you know, still made uh, overall a, a fairly meaty episode. Um, I think this one had a better balance of zaniness, but also a really strong funny episode I think this yeah. one would you say this one was better than the last yeah 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 and they didn't cover the same things in obviously theme and storyline but in terms of like I said equal parts zaniness equal parts um, just uh, fantastic but it was a very very strong episode and I dare say the well I mean we saw what happened when we discussed the last episode it was a lot worse than what we remembered it being about an hour before but I would as go as far as saying is so far this is probably the best episode of this season hey we, we said the last one might be in the best episode of the season and then where did we end up <laughs> so I'm, 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 not, I'm not passing any judgement on it until we've Pass judgment on it until we've dissected it. You know, yeah. it, it needs to pass its autopsy. Okay. Well, I mean, I I'm gonna go out on on a, on a limb and say that uh, yeah, this is this is the best episode of this season. So uh, yeah, let's jump, let's dive, let's cut, let's slice into this episode as it opens on Hilda and Zelda returning from a trip to the other realm grocery store, and Hilda's back. The uh, equilibrium is is the stat or the status quo. It's back where it should be. And we get a, quite a lot of Hilda in this episode, so uh, th- th- those who missed her last time are uh, satiated by uh, her role in, in this one. Yeah, she's very scheming, very conniving in this yeah. episode. Well, classic, classic Hilda. Well, she runs parallel in both plots. Back from the grocery store for Salem, they bought a box of honey-frosted fruity cocoa sugar clumps made from real candy, whereas Sabrina gets a packet of Other Realm chuddies, doesn't she, yeah. boys? Yeah. Some Other Realm uh, bubblegum. Salem declares that despite not having a job, he is going to buy 499 more boxes of cereal so he can send the tops off and claim a spaceship. Ooh. Ooh. 
But that isn't the strangest thing to come out of someone's mouth because Sabrina blows a bubble and the pop causes a nearby block of flats to collapse. Yes. Yes, because it's a brilliant use of stock footage and just when you know the bubble is going to pop, they cut to the the flats collapsing in, in perfect time. Obviously, well, not obviously, but presumably, this is stock footage of a condemned, deserted building being demolished. Yeah. However, in Sabrina... Is that building occupied? And has she just killed hundreds of people? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's definitely the second one. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's... Yeah, that's made my the next thing I was going to say. It's it's made it quite, quite oh, poor, poor in taste. Because well, well, I wrote... It doesn't usually stop us, mate. Well, I wrote, rubble gum, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you are, but they're dead. <laughs> yeah, but everyone's died. And I've just made a silly joke. All, all, all the sort of like the, the goo of their uh, dismembered corpses amongst the rubble. That's the rubble gum. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh, man. But, uh, also during this uh, the time in which we were watching it, I... Uh, I burnt my crotch. <laughs> you did burn your you crotch. For laughing too much. <laughs> yeah. I, I, told, I told you just before we started this episode, we made uh, freshly brewed coffees, oh, and yeah. I said, said uh, oh, this episode features the best use of stock footage we've seen so far. Uh, of course, I didn't tell you that it happened, you know, 20 seconds in. So Chris taking a massive sip. Did you spill out of due to laughing and, and burn? No, no, no. I, I had rested my coffee on my thigh. Yeah. As you do, you know, when you sit, sit there. And then... Uh, Fucking building collapsed, didn't it? <laughs> it did. And uh, shaking, laughing, coughing, it just all in the crotch. The, the tremors caused you a hot crotch, didn't they? Yes, they did. Oh, you got and told the real story, and what we could have done is said if Chris laughs too much, his crotch catches fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really weird affliction. But... <laughs> yeah, only uh, one in a billion people suffer from this condition. Uh, the title's role, and she's dressed as like a, a maid. Yeah, but not not like a stereotypical. Oh, look, that's a maid. More a eighteenth century maid. It's kind of like a French maid, but dressed like a bit more appropriately. Like a, yeah, yeah. It's a fr- it's a French maid crossed with a nun. It's an actual French maid, not yeah. a ooh, sexy not a maid. Sexy French maid. Not a sexy maid. But what, what what sexy French maids aren't actual French maids. No. My entire belief system's a lie. No. So um, the next time you go to France, don't expect a maid to be dressed wearing barely anything. He never goes to France. He hates it. Oh, he hates no, it. No, no, no I hate the south of France. All oh, right. Well, next next time you're in uh, Normandy, don't uh, don't expect that. Um, yeah, but she goes, let me get that for you, and sort of brushes the screen. She, well, yeah, she says, let me get that spot. Yeah, and brushes it's, it's very ASMR. Yeah, so may, maybe maybe it's, it's a joke on you know when they say you missed a bit or you missed a spot, and she's like. Let me get that. Yeah, that's spot. that is that is the joke, but it's barely a joke. I mean, I mean, regard regardless of its relevance, I do hope she's going to clear up that rubble and the bodies with that duster, or there'll be trouble. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wow. What a pot. Oh. <laughs> what made the mirror gag better was if there was like a spot on the screen yeah. and she goes let me get that spot and she brushes it out oh, oh God. If, that's so easy to do if so they, easy if to do a, even if they've done a 3 they've, oh well in season 1 they did a 3D event should have just had a bit of a 3D scene where she's cleaning that and the dust was right no, in your face no that that's that re- that's not needed. No, you just, just literally a dot. Just, yeah, digitally put a dot on the screen and then you missed a spot. Yeah, literal spot. Brush, brush, brush. Gone. Smile. Done. Yeah. Nice. 
I would have at least appreciated, you know, sort of being reasonably sort of creative and innovative with the shot, not just doing it like every other mirror gag. But as as it was, it was it was nothing. It was nothing. Like most of them, it was nothing. We got a bit excited with the encouragement to come up with your own humour and the slight plot relevance of the last one, but it's back to the again now. Yes, that joke was as flat as. Well, that block of flats now, yeah, I guess. Flat, yeah. Uh, we're in school and Sabrina and Harvey walk past a giant comedy suggestion box where the school want ideas on how to spend some donated money. Sabrina suggests a coffee slash poetry bash, whilst Harvey suggests sweeties. What a sweetie. I had a coffee slash uh, in, between, uh, in between recordings. You did? Uh, yeah. And I think Chris did as well. Yeah. We don't care about the rest of their morning, however, as we head back home to find Salem trying to use a pair of scissors um, to... We do care about the rest of their morning. Todd dishes, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Chris. Me and Graham completely miss that. I mean, I'm very eagle-eyed with the poster, so I did spot a poster in this episode, which we'll discuss. However, Chris, you spotted something extremely odd. I did, Philip. On the inside of Sav's locker, there are two words. A name, if you will, of Todd dishes. Hmm. Now, I don't know how long this has been on the locker for... But yeah, Todd, and then dishes, which you, you you'd assume is 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 a name, but it's not Phil. It's not, is it? No, no. So Todd uh, was a crush on the crew. Yeah, that's all the information we have. We don't know if it's Melissa Jones Hart's crush. Our source, yeah. incidentally, for this is Melissa Joan Hart on Twitter when she was asked about uh, this uh, strange. Uh, Message on a locker. Yeah, this yeah. this this quote was from this answer was delivered at six minutes past five in the morning, on the tenth of May two thousand and ten. How old was Shelley Long at that exact moment? <laughs> That's what we want to know. Todd was a crush on the crew, and Dishes is her sister's nickname. So, kind of makes sense, but at the same time, why are they both there? Why not have Todd somewhere and Dishes somewhere else? Dishes belong in the kitchen. So does... No, don't say it. Emily Hart. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, went into uh, Ooh, eerie uh, territory there. Went into Manning territory there. <laughs> Bernard, not Peyton. <laughs> we don't care about the rest of their morning, however, as we head back home to find Salem trying to use a pair of scissors to cut off the tops of ten boxes of cereal. Boxes he got for free because he told the makers that he found a rat in his breakfast. What would have been great... <gasps> is if they cut to the giant mouse yeah. just eating cereal next yeah. to him. Zelda tells him not to tell any more lies, however it's too late because another big delivery of complimentary boxes arrive, this time for Salem's dying friend who had a, a I guess his, his dream was to eat lots of cereal I guess yeah. or bathe in it or something um, so he promises that yeah he's not going to tell any more lies. It's not enough to uh, it's not enough to diffuse Zelda's good mood, however, as she's wrapping up a gift for Mr. Kraft to celebrate their two-month anniversary. They're official, guys. I did not know that. No, and I mean, in the last episode, um, Willard was there, Zelda was there, they didn't interact. No. So, more, more cause to forget. Yeah, but again, it, it just like uh, we were unsure about whether Sabrina and Harvey were official in the last season. Yeah, apparently for two months, yeah. Yeah, Harvey hashtag and Zelda are more than friends. Hashtag spellcraft, as we've now been told. Is the yeah. Shit hashtag. That's a, that's a, that's the thing. Yeah. So I uh, know that's cute, isn't it, boys? Did yeah. I... Seems a bit seems a bit underdeveloped to be doing this with. You know what I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we will get more of this. I've, I've very much enjoyed their their friendship oh, thus far. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. And well, uh, yeah, we seem to have a little bit of a tiff in this one, but not through their own actions. Hmm. Uh, so Zelda is wrapping up uh, a gift to Mr. Kraft. It's a what's it's it? A, a leather, leather bound detention slip holder. Mm, that's that's so she, they're perfect for each other. She, she finds that adorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she knows him so well. Yeah. Um, Hilda's reaction to that news is to open up her big, dirty, PG-rated mouth and call him a jackass. Does she? Yeah, she don't pick up on that. Didn't catch that. I mean, obviously, a jackass is a donkey. Yeah. But, Still, that's quite yeah. That's, that's still quite strong for uh... yeah. These discs this season it's all labelled PG, and I was thinking, what on earth could that be for? Jackass, maybe? Because that certainly made me go a bit. Oh, that's that seems oddly well, out of place. Well, really. Remember though, it often aired as we discussed in the TJF episode. It often aired at nine o'clock. So yeah, yeah, true. Parental guidance, and of course, back here things get a little bit sweary, don't they? They do, they do get a bit. They yeah. they're starting to get sweary before these days. It'd be interesting to know whether. Jackass was maybe censored here because it was on in a morning for us. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, yeah. I wonder whether there was an edit. Maybe some UK listeners can uh, can tell us if, uh, if 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 they know if there being any uh, any censorship yeah. of, uh, of of the of Hilda's yeah. foul, disgusting mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, instead of Jackass, it would have been replaced by Wally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we rejoin Sabs and Harvey in the cafeteria where Harvey reads out a little poem he's written about the locker room showers. But instead of taking notes of what he says, I'm too busy staring at that huge poster behind his head. I know Graham picked up on it. Chris, did you notice what the poster was about? I saw it. I didn't notice what it was about. In massive capital letters, abstinence, the only 100% guarantee. Of not getting an STD? Of not getting pregnant? Yeah, what? 100% guarantee of what? Killing bacteria? That could be. That couldn't have been allowed, could it? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not. That's not. You know, they're not in some sort of like Catholic school or anything here. You know, like they can't just be like, oh, don't have sex. You know, safe sex, absolutely. Yes. Thinking, you know, do, do you know? Do you really want it? Do you really trust each other before you have sex? Yes, absolutely. Safe sex, consent in sex, and yeah. sex when you're ready. Yeah. yeah, and be be aware of STDs. Yes. Yeah, but. Even if you are practicing safe sex, it's still not a hundred percent guaranteed that you won't get pregnant. Therefore, abstinence is the only one hundred percent guarantee. And I suppose they're not saying don't have sex. It's like it's like if you if you're if you're um, watching watching TV, you know, and it goes to an outbreak, you might have two different types of beer or two different types of car advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can buy them both. It's just advertising the option of abstinence, I guess. Yeah. You could yeah. say. Yeah. It's just Yeah. But it's not incorrect. It is truth. It's yeah. the only one hundred percent guarantee that you won't get pregnant. You, is by not having sex. So yeah. you couldn't take abstinence to court for violating the Trades Descriptions Act, is what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Many not that many moons ago, but a couple of years back. The Jonas Brothers had those purity oh, yes. rings. Oh, yeah. So Disney so, very much wanted people yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's... it's from, from my own knowledge of young teen pop culture, they had purity rings, so it was still something that was yeah, being yeah. campaigned for. Yeah, for, definitely. And, um, you know, the main thing we're forgetting is what does ABC stand for? The Abstinence Broadcasting Corporation. So, of course. Of course. Um, yes. I was trying to think of another one for TGIF. Totally against 
<laughs> totally, yeah, against, totally, totally against, against intimate fucking. <laughs> totally against instigating fucking. Teenagers gotta ignore fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kraft comes in to announce the results of the suggestion box, and he wants the funds to be spent on a new throne for the homecoming queen. Where he bows down and he says, "My lady." Va- uh, Libby says, "My lord," and Sabrina says, "My lunch." Yes, yes, that was the smartest, funniest joke in this episode. <laughs> And it was so snappy, great, good, awesome. It was wonderful. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Mr. Kraft thinks it should be spent on a uh, a new throne for Libby, whereas Mrs. Quick likes Sabrina's poetry bash. But which one is better? We're then treated to a campaign madness montage where Sabrina is trying her best to arrange and advertise her event, whilst Libby is merely bribing students with watches, tea and kisses. Ew. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was an espresso machine. Okay, sorry. But it's played by uh, one of our favourite uh, background actors of the yeah. show, which yeah. is this this, uh, this totally glam urn, yeah. which, we, which we previously saw on Mars. Yeah, it was so, on the uh, the Mars Attracts yeah. episode. And uh, on that episode, I think, Graeme, you referred to it as, as just incredible and, and beautiful. And uh, right here, you, you called it fit, is that? Yeah, it's fit. It's beautiful. I want that in my house. <laughs> Um, I yeah. If if anybody from the show is is still around and knows of the whereabouts of that urn, um, I know it's probably not really an urn. It doesn't probably actually do anything, but I want it. Yeah, it'd be a nice little urner, wouldn't it, to <laughs> to take to take away from this episode. Nice. Yeah, Libby giving out kisses for votes. There's, yeah. Um, well. Well, she's giving out watches, isn't she, first? Well, yeah, but that's because it makes it so that Libby is literally always watching you. Libby always has time for you, so you should vote for her. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there, the kissing... One of her hands is bigger than the other. (laughs) (laughs) The Electoral Commission, I don't think they have a policy on kissing, so it probably doesn't violate campaign laws. Yeah, but technically, technically, it's trading sexual favours... So is it going against the abstinence poster? Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, she's only kissing him on the cheek, and one guy is apparently such a grossazoid that she makes one of her cheerleading friends kiss him instead. Back home, and Hilda is trying to find a potion that'll make Zelda realise just how awful Mr. Kraft is. However, Salem poses a better idea. A sweet shop that sells annoyance-amplifying candy. And Salem gives her the number in exchange for some more foul cereal. Can you remember what, um, what candy she orders over the phone? Um, there's one, uh, your voice, what is it, your voice? His voice makes my skin crawl, if you orders a batch crawl. of that. Um, um, he stinks of cheese. He smells of feet, specifically, yes. but yeah, yeah, cheese, yeah. And he dresses like a polka band leader. Indeed. The idea is that uh, Zelda will eat these and whatever the brand or flavour uh, that she eats will uh, will amplify all of Mr. Kraft's annoyances. A bit uh, Bertie Botts, a bit uh, every flavoured beanish, aren't they? Oh yeah, they are, yeah. actually, yeah. Uh, speaking of feet, or rather, defeat, it seems that Libby has slaughtered Sabrina in the school voting because she bought all of her followers rather than working for it like Sabs did. Why can't she just do something good for once in her life, she says. Homecoming Queen? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so, why are they, home- home- why are they homecoming? I... It- I have no idea. Yeah, I know. I know it's like on the kings as well. Yeah, um, homecoming king and queen. Yeah, aren't usually a romantic couple. Or... Yeah, traditionally, but also tends to be in those movies and that the yeah. ke- the cheerleader 
captain and the yeah. captain of the football team. That's right. But who I just d- tend to be dating as well. But what I don't know is why why it's homecoming. Who's coming home? What's, what's homecoming? Going on? Well, according to the definition as listed officially by Google, specifically a North American phrase, it yeah. means a reunion of former students of a university, college, or high school. No, that's not no, right. that's that's not it because it's it, it's it's like a current high school yeah. student. Like, well, it's so, at the end of the year, isn't it? I guess like yeah, is it a reunion not, of people no, coming to the Yeah, but it's, it's not, not. It's, it's not, not a reunion though. It's it happens during school. During school, yeah. if they had gone away to university and come back, that that would be make sense. Okay, well another yeah. hashtag Google again for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I have hashtag hash- Google's fucking wrong. <laughs> I have hashtagged Google for fuck's sake again. A prom queen or homecoming queen is a young woman who is elected to be, as the name suggests, queen of the prom. The prom queen is usually chosen by a ballot by her fellow students, and any female student can be chosen. They both have a prom king and queen dance to celebrate their selection. Good yes. for the prom king and queen, but that's not a homecoming not queen. queen. Or it I... just says a homecoming queen is. You can't just say but it's no, not. I, I, it's I, not. I know. I know yeah. what a prom king and queen is. Well, hashtag just... Graham, tell us for fuck's sake. You've just told us. All I don't know is why they're called homecoming when nobody goes anywhere and comes back seemingly. That's all I want to know. And you've told me nothing. I've told you everything you need to know. But it's not. Because it's not a homecoming, like 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 you said. And then you said a prom queen is voted the queen of the prom. It's like, yeah, well, that makes fucking logical sense. Good for the prom queen, I mean, but that it, doesn't seem to be what a homecoming right. queen is. So in Spider-Man, homecoming, the movie... Yeah, they have a homecoming dance. Obviously, a homecoming because he's back at Marvel, but that's not the point. They have a dance, the homecoming dance, but they haven't fucking gone anywhere. That's what we're on about. Yeah, why is that dance called homecoming? That that that's or or, or why is the queen of that called homecoming? Like that's all I want to know. Well, another uh, definition of homecoming comes from the Fine Folk Urban Dictionary, and they say. Uh, a homecoming is a meaningless football game followed by a clothed orgy containing mostly lower classmen. That oh, makes more sense. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. It still doesn't make sense why they call it homecoming, but well, uh, at least you know, homecoming is is a thing that happens during high school. It's not just like a because re- that homecoming that those dickheads at Google pay, who you know mis- misinform us while evading tax. Um, they yeah that that's a reunion. That's you know. Uh, that was no date. I wish I'd never asked. <laughs> uh, but but now we know. Now now we now, now we, we know. Now, now we, we know. know. Hashtag we know. Google for fuck's sake, but don't take Google's answers. Go to another website. <laughs> yeah. We're back at home, and Hilda convinces Zelda to take some of her naughty chocolates with her on the road. Whereas Salem is thinking about taking off into the night sky because his Epsilon Three spacecraft ran out of breath has arrived. I can't pick women up in this, he says. Serena storms into the kitchen, livid about the whole Libby situation, wishing she could change Libby somehow, yet Salem isn't listening because he just wants Sabrina to flip the damn switch on the side of the spaceship. Uh, And with said flip of the switch, they both transport into the ship, which then shrinks further and takes off throughout the kitchen. Yeah, um, it's basically a a space shuttle with like a, a jazzy design on the side. Uh, but we don't know how old it is, so no. you know they, they they could have hit upon that that design like centuries before NASA did. Well, well, yeah, of course they did because they've been coming to us, yeah, from the other realm for years. Yes, Cause, you know, millennia, millennia. Hilda and Zelda have hung around with everybody, haven't they? So uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, they that spatial. But it's identical, so that means that somebody 
saw that. Mm-hmm. We've, talk, we've talked about killer clowns from outer space, and there's, there's a bit where it's posited that maybe the clowns have been coming to Earth from space for years, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. where the human concept of clowns comes from, is from those guys. So maybe those space shuttles have been around for years, and subconsciously that's sort of been embedded in the consciousness so when it came to humans having the technology to build one themselves that's mm-hmm. why it looked like that also actually found out the uh we what, you don't need to put this in but i actually found out what uh clowns are actually based on they're based on red skeleton paintings <laughs> <laughs> is this a model of the epsilon 3 or is it the epsilon 3 it, i think it's a replica of the Epsilon 3. So I was thinking whether it was the actual one, because they're like, <laughs> no one's going to buy 500 boxes of our cereal and send off for it, but they actually have to... Well, you uh, see, Phil, it's not a model, because it's fully functional. Fucking is, it's isn't a, it? Like Chris said, it's a replica. It's a scale replica. Presumably the original Epsilon 3 was bigger. No, I don't think it was. Well, Salem's not very, uh, doesn't really know his witch history very well, then, if he's expecting <laughs> yeah. it to be bigger. Precisely, that's what I reckon. Because, remember, if they had to go from the other realm to the mortal realm, they had to do it undetectedly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, the first travel, the first time they went across the vo- the wonderful void before this teleporting linen closets and whatnot, they would have potentially had to have been small. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe witches first came to the Earth... When during the great plagues, and it wasn't in fact a plague of locusts, it was a flag. A flag. <laughs> it was a flag. It, it was, was a flag. It, it was a flag of locusts. Maybe. <laughs> it was a flag of flugenflagen. It was a plague of um, yeah, f- uh, flying which spacecrafts maybe. Maybe. So you're saying that they came uh, over during the Egyptian time, which would make sense. So uh, yeah, so they've shrunk into this teeny tiny spaceship. Uh, Libby stops by because plot device and when her flared nostrils come into contact with the Epsilon 3 they collide and Salem and Sabrina are seemingly inside Libby's face. Once again something awful has happened to Libby inside the Spellman house. However this time she'll remember it. She'll remember it. <laughs> she hasn't been turned into anything just turned into a mockery. Okay. Yeah she just thinks a bug's got up her nose and she's like well as I come around Sabrina's not here and a book's over my nose yet another wonderful time I've had at the Spellman House yeah and leaves yeah she's come round just to to gloat that she won the the vote but I want to the way in which Libby talks to Aunt Hilda a teenager talking to an adult it's not on it's not on is it it's not on if I did that I'd have got slapped would have got a clip round the ear wouldn't you oh yeah more than just a spaceship up the nose Sabrina and Salem crash land inside Libby's brain and by God, this set is amazing. We have like a huge... I wasn't sure whether the spaceship was like inflatable or like an actual sort of like built side of a spaceship. But we've got a spaceship with lots of dripping, gooey, mucusy things and flashing lights. But it's incredible. There's, there's so much thought and, uh, and just creativity has gone into this set just to make sort of, yeah, like a lights travel down things. You've got dripping horrible gooey mucusy stuff you've got just weird shaped things just so much thought has gone to it so no brainer this episode this set is the best set we've had so far in this show and i thought we told them to be mindful about those puns so yeah so they're inside uh, libby's brain uh, looking out through her eyes as well so they can see what's going on uh, if that wasn't crazy enough for you zelda arrives in the school and scoffs one of the cursed sweets which makes whatever willard says into a horrible white noise and static sound so like <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit peanuts isn't it yeah. 
back in the brain, and Serena tries to zap herself out, but it's no use. Witches can't use magic inside a mortal's brain, which uh, Salem reveals to her because he watched uh, a witch's documentary on Discovery. Yeah, because they've got they've got witch cable. They have got yeah. witch cable. Yeah, sci-fi is a rip-off. They tell us, yeah. but uh, yeah, so they, he learned that, which is handy. Well, I, I like to point out it's a very interesting thing. Witches can't do magic inside mortals. Specifically, mortals' brains, anyway. Inside, yeah, inside their brains, specifically. Yeah, but it's, I'm, sure, I'm sure witches can do magic yeah. inside mortals. Yeah, and and Sabine says, what? "Oh, d- does it happen that often?" And uh, Salem says, "Well, the witches' media will tell you it does." But yeah, who knows? So, so fake witch media, <laughs> fake witch news. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good example of it. Luckily, though, Sabrina has found a radio transmitter which she uses to call for help. Good timing too, because Hilda almost eats the other one that was left in the cereal. So it's swimming around in this big giant bowl of cereal. Uh, she scoffs it in her mouth. Obviously, it echoes in her mouth. She takes it out and she just goes, "Hello." <laughs> I mean, yeah. what, if some, if this little device in your mouth is saying, "Help somebody, help me," yeah. I mean, how else are you going to answer it? Uh, yeah, just 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 a disbelief as she answers is is wonderful. Yeah, hello. It's so funny. Hilda says she's going to look through one of Zelda's books to find something that might help. And speaking of Zelda, she eats another one of those cursed chocolates, which makes Willard smell of cheese and look like cheese. He's wearing a cheese. <laughs> yeah, Regular. lots of sort of gas coming off him, yeah. and he's just 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 trying to talk. And she's like, "Please don't be sick. Please don't be sick." So it's basically they make him unappealing to all five senses. Yes. Ultimately. And what's funny is, is obviously Zelda doesn't really say anything necessarily, you know, like, wow, bitchy. But she's definitely got those kinds of thoughts because yeah. later on when, um, when Mr. Craft is dressed as a polka band leader, she thinks to herself, how is this man allowed to live? Yes. <laughs> that is quite catty, isn't it? <laughs> It's such an interesting it, side to her. It's just mean. Do you yeah. think that's? Do you think that's the the magic sort of heightening her um, attitude, or is that her genuine inner thoughts? Um, I think it's a, if somebody, if somebody hurt you, if it hurt to be in someone's presence, you would be like, how they are to live. You just would. <laughs> yeah. uh, back in the kitchen and Hilda has found a solution to Sabrina's predicament. She has to make Libby sneeze. So Sabrina goes to work on massaging and stimulating parts of Libby's brain. Oh! Oh, God! <laughs> when, when, when she, like, she, like, rubs, like, the wall of the brain, like, fucking, like, chunks start falling oh, out. I could... It's disgusting. Ghosting. Generally speaking, there's there's two bits which are which are fully gross. Other than that, they kind of stay away from some of the grossest things you could do of being inside somebody's body in particular, but even yeah. inside the brain. But yeah, just, just bits of brain just like drawing out like like chunky bits of matter. It's, it's just like a really a gooey like sponge that's falling apart with every yeah. touch. Like it's it's like it's a combination between like a sponge and really wet dough. It's like wet oh, cake. Yeah. Wet cake. Yeah. Oh, someone left oh. the cake out in the rain. Yeah. The guy who was originally Dumbledore and then died, he sang it. Look, oh, it's, like, it's like eight minutes long, it's ridiculous. Dumbledore. Someone dead. left the cake out in the rain and I don't think I can take it, it took so long to make it and I'll never find that recipe again. It's one of the strangest songs on earth and I suggest you all listen to it. Yeah, so she starts massaging it to see if she gets some sort of, of reaction other than a repulsed one from, uh, from those watching. Um, she tried to trigger a sneeze, instead she kind of... As she, oh, oh no, she starts walking around like a chimp, doesn't she? Yeah, so I, I believe uh, that Sabrina is uh, massaging the primitive area of the brain here. Or so much of her brain is being like 
squashed and Destroyed. pushed around that she's reduced to her primal instincts. It's Potentially, yeah. Either way, Ginny Lee Green. <laughs> well, I think the fact it's not it's not really over the top. No. Like she's got still got like stuck up like Libby facial expression yeah. on. She's not she's not going Whoa, or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> like Mr. Kraft did when he was an ape. Yeah, she's literally just like straight faced, silently just You'd be horrified. Why just, is my body walking around? But she's she's kind of she's not thinking, Oh my god, what's happening to me? Or at least she, she's not portraying that emotion, but she's also not becoming a chimp in terms of like, you know, pulling silly faces and going, ooh, ooh. She's literally straight facedly just walking like a like a monkey. Maybe she believes she is just walking. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. She believes she is just walking and everyone sees her just like swinging her arms about. <laughs> yeah. Swinging her arms. Swinging her arms. <laughs> it's just, uh, just talk about these monkeys is reminding me of, of, a, of a joke. Okay. I'm oh, not going to ask God, if you'd like to hear it because you'd probably say no, so here we go. <laughs> Two chimps sitting in a bath. One goes, ooh, ooh, ha, ha, ha. The other one says, put some cold water in it then. <laughs> <sighs> It was to be fair. That was when I first ever heard that. I've but that was like eighteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sabrina, not looking where she's going, causes Libby to no longer see what she's doing, and makes her temporarily blind. Which means the lights go out in her brain, but that's because the lights not coming in through her iris. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, she's she's blind for a bit. Yeah, she is. Again, Libby suffers. Libby suffers. Something. If it's to learn a lesson, it's fine. She makes disparaging comments about people on a superficial level so she deserves to frequently lose control over her senses and bodily functions yeah, yeah. I mean it's a shame it makes a blind bit of difference but it's uh, yeah. maybe one of these days I can't remember if we've if I've skipped over it or it's coming up yet but there's a bit where when Serena's in the brain and Libby reacts to sniffing Harvey's uh, aftershave yes. and he goes oh my aftershave gives my mum a headache as well uh, it was before and it's because Sabrina is stomping around going stay away from Harvey why are you sniffing Harvey yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, Harvey the cologne he uses he got free from when he bought tyres yeah so it's just one of those tree air fresheners he just rubs around his neck then yeah yes. I, I, actually I think it's essence of rubber <laughs> it smells like a tyre <laughs> Odor vroom. <laughs> I'll tell you what, fresh, like brand new tyres. Like, if you're in a place where tyres are sold. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, I often go to a tyre warehouse. I, I wouldn't want the smell of it as a person, but it's quite a, quite a nice smell, actually. Yeah. Just uh, just rather than Dior, just Dior. Oh, for God's sake. I thought you were going to make some sort of pun on, like, a tyre brand and a deodorant, but no. Yeah, Dior. No. Dior, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's lazy. Um, what do you mean you can't think of anything? I'm tired, what can I say? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Libby's gone blind a bit, which is uh, which is horrific. Uh, so she tries to unplug, I guess, like the retina or something. She has to unplug a... No, no, no. She Sabrina tripped over uh, one yeah, of the... Yeah, she tripped over, like, her optic yes, nerve. Yes, yeah, her yeah. optic nerve. And then she tries to plug it back in. Yeah, and it causes her to start, like, clucking around like a chicken, yep. first of all. She then um, proceeds to slap Mr. Kraft <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> and again, she, when she's the chicken, perfect straight face, she's not going... It's just, <laughs> just straight face. And then she's just like, just in front of Mr. Kraft, just like, it's terrifying. She's like Michael Myers. It's like blank expression. It's like a blank expression. She just slaps the fuck out of him. And what's funny is Mr. Kraft doesn't know how to react. He's just like, oh, stop it. Oh, please, stop. Like... 
if, if this, this otherwise sort of straight-laced girl just started continuously beating you, what can you say or do yeah. like you, when surrounded by an assembly of people? You, you, you can step away so you're out of the slap zone. <laughs> oh, but yeah, then, but then makes up for it because they uh, unplug it and plug it into another one and she starts kissing him on the cheek. Yeah, repeatedly. Repeatedly. So she reverses it and he, she starts slapping him once more. Uh, all the while, Zelda is getting more and more repulsed by Willard's varying disgusting outfits. He's in like a... He's a uh, punk at one point. He's, oh, a, yeah, that was he's cool. a punk and then he's in a uh, Roman wants to go bowling outfit a little bit later yeah. on. The, the Mulhawk. I think that's... That, that's the Mulhawk. That, that's yeah. a look that Martin should, uh, should um, I think, adopt full time. Yeah, it's very, very fun. Uh, Hilda calls back with a new plan of action. Oh, as well earlier she says Hilda calls and says, this is Kitchen Mama. Sabrina, what do you want your code name to be? And she goes, Aunt Hilda. Okay. Aunt Hilda, what do you want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh, but yeah, Hilda calls back with a new plan of action. Sabrina has to run the main synapse through her own head to control Libby's thoughts and actions. Just in time, too, because Libby has a speech to give. Yeah, she grabs um, you know, the synapse and she shoves it and it kind of retracts inside. This prop kind of retracts and it looks pretty gross. The main synapse is sharp in, in, this, in this thing. So she essentially stabs herself in the head. Sabrina stabs herself in the head with Libby's synapse. And that means that Libby can speak her words. Like, yeah. it's, it's like a direct line from Sabrina's brain to Libby's. Yeah, but it, it's amazing. Like, you know, it proper retracts and she starts thinking and she's, and Libby starts saying uh, what uh, Sabrina is, is saying inside her brain. Uh, after a comedy walk and a distressed Zelda running away from Mr. Kraft, it's showtime. Sabrina realises that she can make Libby do whatever she wants. She could change her. And just as we think she's going to revert back into reckless Sabrina mode, her maturity luckily shines through and she realises that she can't change Libby. Change must come from within. Which then Salem says, we are within! (laughs) Yes, we are inside Libby. Which is really, really funny. Uh, The nightmare still isn't over, however, as Libby still needs to sneeze. And since most people are allergic to cats, it might be worth sticking Salem into her sinus. No! Yep, we get a no, which is... Always adds a mark onto the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a wipe of his arsehole, Libby sneezes and the ship flies out, heading straight into Harvey's open, yawning mouth. But luckily, because we're out of Libby's brain, Sabrina is able to zap herself out, leaving Harvey confused as to what he's just swallowed. Yeah, he says, uh, I think I swallowed my gum. Was I chewing gum? Is Harvey going to pass a spaceship? It won't, it won't be painful because it's very, very small. Unless it expands in his stomach. Oh, my God. That's hope. Oh, fuck. But either way, it might not break down. Yeah. His, his digestive juices might not be able to break it down. Some point soon, Harvey is going to shit. It's kind of jagged, though. It's pretty jagged, isn't it? Oh. Even though it's not very big, it's, 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 it's jagged. It's, 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 it's knobbly. Yeah. Um, and that's going to come out and he's going to be like, he just think it's a toy, obviously, but it'd just be like maybe something his little his little brother played with or something. Yeah, I'd just be like, how how did I eat that? When did I eat that? You might tell Sabrina about it. <laughs> you know, they're a couple. They've been together a while. I'm sure they share everything together. I shot a spaceship this morning, <laughs> and she'll be, she'll be like, <laughs> what happens if it actually expands in his intestine? Oh, or in his throat because, while he's chewing it. No, no, no. Or out his ass while it's coming out. Yes, because <laughs> you've seen all of those. He'd be one of those X-rays of things. <laughs> yes. It's like, how did he get up there? It's like I don't know. <laughs> and he'd actually be telling the truth. 
he'd, he'd be uh, he'd be Mister in our rupture when it came out. <laughs> he really would. Yeah. Let's hope. I mean, I don't think I can rest until next week's episode, wondering whether in the next episode Harvey's not going to be in because his arse exploded. Yeah, yeah. Until we see Harvey again with a fully intact anus, we don't need to see his anus. Just need to just see him comfortably, comfortably walking and talking and being okay. There. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, that will be fine. Yeah. Back home, and an enraged Zelda is telling Mister Craft where he can go. But when he tries to give her his anniversary gift, she twigs that Hilda may have given her drugged chocolates, so she gives chase. Uh, back in school and Libby is requesting the throne be removed and dismantled because it's cursed and to make matters worse Sabrina makes the fire alarm go off so we don't get to hear Harvey's new poem oh I don't know what it's called but it's first it's first words are popcorn dance (laughs) I really wanted to know you get a bit more Harvey poetry in the in the in the credits, in the credits, you get a bit more Harvey poetry in the credits. Yeah. Uh, later on, but uh, yeah, uh, the bell goes and Harvey's like, "It's funny, we don't normally have a fire drill after school." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Earlier in the episode, Harvey says, "Oh, I'm sorry that my poetry stinks," and no one reacts. And uh, Serena and Mrs. Quick are like, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's fine." He's trying though. Yeah. He, he is trying, and he was almost the only guest at that because we failed to mention in the montage, Serena trying to put together the the dream team of poetry readers she tries to get um, is it Maya Angelou yeah Ma- Maya Angelou Henry Rollins and somebody else yeah um, but they all cancel evidently because they've got uh, strikes through their names and so we've only got uh, Harvey Kinkle yeah but then we we get to the uh, the poetry uh, recital and yes because in the credits uh, they're rolling and everyone is having a karak at the poetry Harvey's given one about I think a fast food chain. Yes. Serena was given one just about, I think, school life. It's probably very elegant. And yeah, she wants to work at Westbridge. And Mr. Craft is giving something from his heart, I think. It's probably about Zelda. Yeah. But it's greeted with a rotten tomato. Thrown by Maya Angelou. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good what? throwing arm. Who threw that? Oh, good aim, Miss Angelou. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good arm, Miss Angelou, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And... Uh, there we go. I forgot what I was going to say. I've lost where I was. Well, that's nice. that, well, it's kind of because that's the end of the that's episode. The end. Right? That's, yeah, yeah. that's So there we go. Episode nine. Nobody knows Libby like Sabrina knows Libby. Uh, boys, was that episode of Rotten Tomato or was it? Was it great? No, it was. It, it was pretty fresh and flavorful. I, I really enjoyed it. It was extremely creative. It included one of the best sets we've ever had on the show. It included some uh, some good sailor puppetry. It was great to see Hilda back doing what Hilda does best, just causing trouble. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it was all round, all round a win. Yeah, it was ripe with quality content and gags and set design. Uh, Chris, where do you think this ranks in episodes we've seen so far in season three and overall in terms of its? I mean, we'll go into its creativity when we're giving it scores, yeah. but it was very elaborate this uh, this episode, wasn't it? Well, we've had this is the ninth episode, so we've got nine episodes. And to be perfectly honest with you, out of those nine, I would put this episode. Somewhere in like the top three, mm-hmm. definitely. It was really well thought out. Really good ideas. Really great concept. Obviously, Nick from somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, this this you know, is by no means an original. Yeah, this is by no means an original idea. But I think this it was original for Sabrina. It's something we haven't done yet. And in this particular manner, I mean, what can you love about Sabrina and Salem travelling in a really small spaceship? I mean. It's, it's a Sabrina and Salem adventure, which are always great. Yes. Yeah, very much so. But uh, no, a very, very strong episode, incredible sets. But we might as well break down our thoughts into a series of categories, because at the end of each episode, we like to grade our eps in uh, several ways. First of all, magic, wit, 
creativity and progression. Boys, first of all, magic. How did the magic, uh, how was the use of magic uh, in this episode? All round, very good. I, I enjoyed the chocolates that made Mr. Craft the most repulsive human being on Earth. <laughs> I enjoyed, let's say, like, shrink ray, miniature spaceship into, into a person. That's been done, but I like seeing that, the capability to do that, incorporated into uh, uh, the Sabrina world. Yeah, I think I think all round. I'd also like to add in that you can't do magic inside a human. I was just about to say the yes. same thing. That goes into progression as well, I feel, but I think in yeah. terms of... It's a lore of magic. Yeah, 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 in terms of uh, finding out more about uh, the uses of magic, I think that goes yeah. into account as well. So, four for magic. Uh, what about wit? I mean, within the first 20 seconds, we laughed out loud, paused, and had to dab Chris's penis for, for hot scalding <laughs> coffee. But, uh, I mean, yeah, 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 had to, had to. Um, <laughs> and he told us it would make him better. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was just the opening. Did it continue on? Yeah, I would say so. I think I so. Think... I mean, I think it adds into the creativity as well, but I think it was a very funny script. Again, got to sing about prose for General Green. Yes, yeah. Because she just, as I say, her doing the if, if she went like I'm not sure she was directed to do it this way but like if she went all out like you know like sort of like screaming and howling like as a monkey that wouldn't be as funny as just nonchalantly just <laughs> walking like a chimp while still while still maintaining the, the facial expression of a bitchy cheerleader four again yeah yeah creativity five five <laughs> straight away next <laughs> at five and finally progression well we know Hilda's still alive Yes, that's good news. That's good news. Nothing on the family secret. Nope. Every character is sort of themselves, so no character development other than Sabrina not fucking up. Yeah, and then Sabrina learning. learning Sabrina learning a lesson before she got too far. Yeah, was yeah. nice. I can make Libby do whatever the hell I want, but that's not a healthy thing to do. Yeah. So I won't do it. Um, I, she straight away worked that out for herself, rather than trying it. Yeah. Seeing how bad it made Libby's life. Mm. You know, because she made Libby just act like a complete like utter clown and everybody laughed at her and she just became a joke. And then like, Libby was really upset. That's usually, in the past mm-hmm. it would get that far. You'd be like, Libby would actually be in absolute existential despair. Well, Sabrina was like, oh, actually, this is good. This is above me, yeah. Whereas straight, straight away she was like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, so, what? Three? Two, I was thinking. Two or three? Yeah. I'm, I'm very fond of this episode. Yes. I wanted to score high. <laughs> okay. So that's four on magic, four on wit, five on creativity, and three on progression. 16. Definitely a front runner at the moment for best episode of the season. But will that continue with episode 10? Boys, would you like to know what episode 10 is entitled? Yes, yeah, sure. It's called Sabrina and the Beast. Well, we've got a bit of confusion here because Sabrina's father was played by the man who played the Beast but I also know that Robbie Benson does not appear again in the mm-hmm. show is that correct? So I don't think it's anything to do with that it's got to be t- but I think it is to do with Beauty and the Beast plot wise so maybe some sort of spell transforms Harvey into some hideous thingamajig and um, she has to find out how to turn him back into a handsome Viralium Managa. Okay, Chris, any different in your thoughts? I'm gonna go with not as direct link to Beauty and the Beast and actually go for Talking Crockery. Well, we got Talking Furniture. Yeah, so, so it's... Talking Crockery could be a potential. But Sabrina and the Beast, 
is all about Sabrina getting too worked up over her and Harvey winning the cutest couple, and to make matters worse, her cousin turns Harvey into a beast. And family member again, so family secret stuff, possibly. Yeah. Fun fact, Claxon. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that wasn't fun at all. So <laughs> it's quite disappointing. Just train coming. <laughs> so fun. I panicked. <laughs> so fun train approaching. In the uh, recent reunion of all the cast, um, Nate Richards said this is his favourite episode. All right. Oh, cool. So uh, hopefully it's it's it ages well, and yeah. Nate is right to fondly remember this one. Cool. Does that be interesting? That is episode 10 for next week. But as for this week, we have been episode 9. Specifically, we've been Phil Dean, Graham Riley, and Chris Evans. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. And thank you very much for participating in it, Graham. Do I get a participation award? Oh, you do. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for participating as well. Not a problem. And uh, yes, if you do enjoy our show, then please head to iTunes and give us a lovely review. The more reviews we get, the easier we are to spot on that old iTunes chart. Uh, Boys, we can be reached on a few social media means, and what are they? Well, you can reach us by aeroplane, you can reach us by sailboat, you can reach us by caravan, cross the deserts like an Arab man, as one as one uh, 90s uh, love song uh, puts it. But if you can't be asked doing any of that, you can find us on uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you just search Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and there we shall be. On Twitter, at Sabrina Watch. Indeed. And boys, it might not be a method of interaction widely used. People might reach us by caravan <laughs> than, uh, <laughs> by email. But, uh, so the caravan of social interaction is the electronic mail, uh, which is sabrinateenagewatch at gmail.com. Uh, we are proudly part of the Britpod scene as well, so uh, it's uh, do head to britpodscene.com for a huge list of wonderful independent British podcasts. And yeah, chat to us, interact with us, recommend and review us. Send us an email, do whatever you want, just make sure it's lovely or constructive. Uh, or any- don't, anything. Yeah. We, we don't care now. <laughs> Especially emails, we're grateful for anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, just send us a GIF on an email or something. Yeah. But uh, whatever you do... <laughs> can, can emails actually contain GIFs? So did, did not develop to that, <laughs> that point? I don't know, but you can you can still send Word documents. <laughs> but it just say data. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever you do until next week, may every little thing you do... Be magic. Why do we wave our arms when we do that? <laughs> I can't fucking see us. It helps us project. <laughs>